You are listening to the sounds of K-Bomb, K-B-O-M, Seaside City. You're about to listen to Spirit of 77, Heavy Gaze in Seaside City. What is Spirit of 77, you may ask? Takes the best parts of a bad decade and makes a role-playing game out of them. Evil Knievel and Pam Greer, Alice Cooper and Bruce Lee, the Dukes of Hazard, and the Six Million Dollar Man. And of course, Shaft. Spirit of 77 is a combination of muscle cars and Mack trucks, CB radios, and kung fu fighters. Cross-country road races and big scores in the big city with a killer soundtrack. Can you dig it? Now stay tuned to K-Bomb for Heavy Gigs in Seaside City with your DJ, Anton K. Last time on Heavy Gigs in Seaside City, the, free, the three forms ferociously fought our funky B-sides beside the bay, interrupting the race to visit studios to attempt to stop the biological biplanes bestowed with a bevy of bad news botanicals brewed by a barbarous bad guy for assumably some bombastic bad botanical blood bacchanalia. We join our program already in progress. So uh, last time we left you guys off, you had uh, jumped the car over a flatbed truck, landed in the studio. Um, so you're now in the back lot of the big this gig studios, um, the warehouse. Uh, the warehouses that they use for filming are stretched out before you. And various people are moving racks of costumes and pallets of props and half-constructed edifices of uh, you know all sorts of movie magic uh, models all over the place around you and uh the car is kind of sitting there very out of place uh but while you've managed to jump the car over the crowd that was at the double pine shopping center and uh land at the entrance of the studio looking around uh just the sheer amount of people and clutter um and small kind of alleyways and, and the lots of scaffolding is here uh seems to all be lining the walls of this uh tightly packed uh area um you don't think you can continue any farther into the studio lot via the vehicle at, at all i mean i've been on movie lots and there are spaces between buildings yeah but this it looks like uh it, it's almost by design as if uh this place is you know purposefully cluttered and um and kind of made to to be kind of chaotic so that when people come in, um, there's a lot of security standing around. There's a lot of folks back here. Um, and it looks like it's more of a, almost like you would think that two wheeled versions of conveyance would be the preferred method of moving around here. Not four wheeled. All right. Time like to a motorcycle into a craft. Exactly. Riding around here, baby. Pretty much. I don't know if my big ass is going to get on a motorcycle. Now that sounds dangerous and treacherous, baby. We don't, we don't have one anyway. That's true, Jack. We ain't got no motorcycles. All right. So let me, uh, let me just, I'm, I'm slowing down and I'm just, I'm scanning the, the area in front of me. And I'm looking for, what am I looking for? I'm looking up in the sky there's supposed to be planes flying around. See, again. see, see if I see anything uh, yeah, flying around, lifted off. We got them uh, rocket launchers, Daddy. Don't we got a rocket launcher, but uh, Vanessa Sweetwell, you got that rocket launcher back there, Mama? Ah, uh, honey, we, we got that. We do. I'm looking around for, uh, for like the, where the activity is. That's a nefty sword, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're doing sound effects now, baby. I like it. 
um, it seems like a lot of films are in production. There's a lot of, uh, I mean, you're seeing things from like, you know, uh, Victorian era looking costumes to really strange far out spacemen looking gear. There's a lot of people wandering around. Um, do we know what this movie's called that they're supposedly shooting? It was, it was on the photographs, but I don't remember where you guys put those or if you have them. Well, yeah, we, we have them. We took everything out of the back seat of that car. All right. Uh, All right. I want to look and see if I can see what the name of the movie is, and we can find some kind of, some kind of, you know. Well, uh, the name of the movie is Doombringer, baby. Everybody knows that. Not the one for the biplanes. Oh yeah, I know Doombringer. I heard that ad a couple times, but. I'm sorry, but real quick, can we can we talk about these swords real quick that we got? Uh, There's two badass. They're like magical swords, right? Essentially, yeah. Okay. And there's. I they got the shorter the, one, right? They bring the right. pain. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right, look at this thing. It's fucking awesome. Baby, <laughs> please, you're going to so, cut us all up in the ribbons with that thought. It's cause on it so big, mama. Please put that thing away. You won't hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> so, lady, uh, uh, Vanessa is, uh, okay, go ahead. And I'll, I'll get into something here after. Paying a lot of attention to, like, we're walking through this movie studio and she's, she's paying a lot of attention to, uh, a lot of the clothing and props. That's right, babe. I'm, pay- I'm paying attention to a lot yeah, of these women. These women in their Victoria mama. costumes with their bosoms bulging out of their tops, mama. I always love the theater, you understand? For such interesting reasons. So I'm Dan, looking for aircraft. I'm not looking for costumes. I'm distracted by these beautiful women. So Dan looks at the back of the photograph and sees that the movie set that those planes are on is called Rockabilly Rocket Man. Hmm. Oh man, that's cliche. That's what it's on. You gonna make me have somebody wear rockabilly? Okay, I guess I'll pretend I'm um, an actor in it. It's on a so so yeah. That's that's what you're looking for is rockabilly rocket man. I mean, yeah, bring the guitarist guy with me here. No problem. I want to find somebody that looks like you know they know what they're doing. Maybe they're wearing a name badge, or maybe they. you know, I don't know somebody that somebody on the lot that looks like they work here. Is there right. like a, is there like a front gate or something like a gate? Yeah, you jumped over it with the car. Oh, we jumped, we jumped inside. Over. That's We're a inside. long ass jump, Mama. It was a long ass. <laughs> jump. It was a good roll. Uh, what do you want to say? <laughs> Worked out a lot better than when you tried to jump off that mountain. Dude. And ran into it. <laughs> All right, let's not bring that up. I mean, it, it, life is filled uh, with successes and failures, Daddy, and it's best to talk about all of them, Jack. <laughs> So I've, had, I've had enough failure in my life. I, I look back and see if there's any uh, security that's that's coming up behind us, like pursuing us. Yeah, well, there, there's a there's the kind of fence to get in this place, baby. There's actually German shepherds. There's a kind of a portly security guard, and he's making his way towards you guys, but he doesn't look like he's really in a rush because no. so he just uh, he's kind of walking towards you, but he doesn't look like he's really going to give chase. So it's. Uh, I throw a donut at him. <laughs> do, you, do you have a donut on your character sheet? On my character sheet, no. But I mean, I do eat. Craft I don't services. have. I don't. I don't have any food on my character sheet. <laughs> We're in a movie studio. Craft services everywhere. There's yeah, actually yeah, there. You go. I grab. I grab a, a sandwich off the craft services table. Right. <laughs> and just toss it to him. And I, I, I play high school football, so you know. Okay. I, I just take that hoagie in my hand and I I, I say heads up. And he rolls a 10 to catch it. That's a job. Success. <laughs> so, uh, I'm really proud of him. Because he runs 50 yards and spike it into the, into the black top. <laughs> well, his mouth. name is Beaumont. But now Go long. Now you're not going to have to deal with him because uh, this this ex-high school quarterback just caught the sandwich. 
And he looks at you, and he looks at the sandwich, and then he shrugs and opens the sandwich, takes a bite, and turns around and waddles off. Nice. My man. My man. <laughs> so, there you go. Hey, um, maybe maybe, that worked. maybe oh, since this gentleman is happy now that he's got himself a sandwich, we should ask him where this movie is being filmed, you understand, so we can get on over there and try to break up this this, really, this fever. Really You're Mr. Smooth, right? Who's smooth? Is that I a, am. You are, okay. Tell him we look buddy, at- buddy and I can really uh, team up and talk the talk the socks off of somebody. Let's head on over there and ask Beaumont where this uh, movie theater, this movie is being filmed so we can get on over there. Hey there, mister. How are you? I don't know if y'all, I don't know if you recognize me, Mr. Beaumont, but my name is the great buddy White. I'm an ex-professional wrestler and I'm supposed to be on the set for this film called, uh, what's it called there, baby? I can't Rock, remember. Rockabilly, uh, yes, Rockaman. Right. The Rockabilly Rocker Man. I got a cameo of pants in this film, and I got I to gotta get on set, but my agent didn't give me the right information about where I could be going. So can you tell me where this set is? Yeah, it's down. It's, I mean, he takes a bite of a sandwich. It's down on uh, Lot C4. <laughs> Thank you, baby. Mm, you shadowing. Nice, enjoy that sandwich of yours, Daddy. Appreciate uh, are, it. Are there, uh, is it obvious what... Like, can we, do they have the letters and the numbers somewhere? Yeah, they're um, on the corners of all the large warehouse lots. Um, where you guys enter the studio, you're in the higher numbers, um, the 12s. And it looks like as you get into the studio and more towards, like, where the forest line is and, the you know, the kind of the pastures that are behind the studios um, for a lot of the external filming, you get down into the, the single digits. So you can just travel through the studio. Nice. You should easily reach the the force. It's a very yes. ominous sign, but the building we're looking for is called C four, Daddy. Know, so let's yes. hope, let's hope this ain't gonna be explosive. <laughs> Notice that, yeah. So let's let's put on a little hustle, if you will, and uh, Michael on, Michael Bay's uh, personal studio. Get on that. Get moving. Yeah, it pulls up in slow motion. <laughs> as we're uh, as we're making our way through, all right. Um, Vanessa sees. Uh, a set where they're working on some kind of uh, wannabe samurai movie. He's just kind of like nonchalantly walking through the weird wardrobe area and just kind of like looking around. And when she sees nobody's looking, she grabs one of these uh, striped kimonos. <laughs> and as she's walking, and as she's walking out, she sees uh, an umbrella. Of course, she, she, she grabs it. Nice. She's carries them, and she's carrying them back. And she she looks around, make sure no one sees her. Uh, I don't know if I got to roll anything, but then she'll she'll hustle back to. Uh, as as described earlier, there's enough confusion going on, and people are just moving around freely, and in an era without closed circuit TV and crazy security, you guys look wild enough that you can get away with moving in and off of pro, you know. Yeah, like pro- her her thought is that she's going to be carrying around the sword in the open. She should look like it's part of a. I caught that. But he asks. But he asks. Uh, you plan on a costume change, Mama? <laughs> <laughs> Well, she walks behind one of those, uh, those, those, like, um, what are they called? The, the accordion screens. Yep. And, and just without stopping, entering the screen and exiting, she's <laughs> You can see her feet under yeah. it as she's walking, and they don't stop moving as she comes out the other side. She's wearing this black and white striped kimono. And they're done. And her hair, and her hair was down, and now it's like pulled back in a bun. With little chopsticks through it. Yeah. That's a quick change, baby. You like Elton John, mama. And now, like the so- she, do- you don't see the sword, but she's carrying this umbrella. That's awesome. There you go. So you guys, uh, f- you make your way through to. Um, you arrive at lot C four. As you draw co- close, you see a bunch of bikers 
all dressed in uh, traditional dive bar finery, um, complete with the Anubis head patches on the back of their jackets. Mm. They're all uh, milling about as just a huge crowd of extras in blue jeans, flannels, t-shirts, and cowboy boots are all uh, standing around waiting for the shoot to begin. It looks like it's some sort of outdoor scene at a um, what would be described as like a country style high school's football uh, you know, outdoor stadium where they have the wooden bleachers uh, in a pasture. You can see beyond the football and the crowd, you know, the, the football uh, field and the crowd, there's uh, the biplanes. Uh, doesn't look like there's a lot of people over there, just some uh, some techs walking back and forth. They're just out in the open? Yeah, what they're just out in the open. What do these techs look like, Daddy? Are they wearing any kind of uniforms? There's just like some that? guys in coveralls, but some of the extras are over there, you know, and they're walking around and talking because it looks like they're, you know, the director is not even on set yet. So there's just probably a crowd of about 300 people, and you don't look like you'd have any problems making your way over to them from where you're at. Do we see any, like, any limousine cars, any things that look out of place, any fancy old men with uh, bodyguards, anything uh, like Anything like that at all? Anybody who looks at a place? Um, no, I, weirdly, everybody just kind of look. It looks like you've arrived on the set of uh, like a country western style uh, movie or music video. It, it there doesn't uh, the most out of place person here is probably Vanessa. Um, everybody else looks like they kind of fit in. We might as well head over there, but maybe um, maybe not walk over there in a group of four right together. You might, might attract attention. So maybe uh, I'll head over there just spread oh. out a little bit as we do. You said it was Rockabilly uh, uh, Rocket Man. Rockabilly is, there like, Rocket uh, Man. is there a band? Is there a music set up? There is actually, there's a the, there's a stage that's set up. It has a uh, keyboard, two guitarists, and a drummer. Okay. Uh, and I'm going to go up to the stage and start looking at the equipment and acting like I'm adjusting it. And if anybody comes up and questions me, I'm just going to look at them and go, What? And I'll get back to work. Okay? <laughs> That's a very good but, command. But that way I can be undercover and kind of keep an eye on everything, too. Now let me ask you a question. <laughs> Mr. Business card. Mr. DJ, because my memory is a little foggy on this one. We got to make sure that these planes go into the air. We got to make sure that these planes are okay for us to be flying, you understand? We got to keep these planes on the ground because they're going to be shooting that poison. Keep them on the ground, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. That's what I'm making sure, baby. I don't, I don't think any of us can fly planes. I don't know, but... Uh, no, the point, as far as I know, is to, to so they don't go up in the air. At this warehouse we're going to, we could find any type of uh, plastic explosive. I well, don't know like the I, name of it. I was name. thinking, I was thinking maybe me and uh, my good friend, the uh, fast driving man, Mister Auto Mechanic, can head on over to the plane and perhaps do a little uh, shade tree mechanic work on it. Maybe pull a couple wires out so this thing isn't worthy to be flying in the air, if you will. Right, a little sabotage, and then maybe maybe you two could look see if you can find out where the uh, if they got the chemical on site yet. Right. Uh, figure out where they're gonna where they're gonna have that. What do you say, baby? Let's. You want to split up and go about our business? I'll go with Johnny Sparks, and then me me and uh, me and the crazy machine driving man will go on over there and break up they they party, they break up these airplanes, little sabotage. Okay, so we're on recon. They're on sabotage. I, uh, maybe on the way over there, we can. Uh, maybe there's like a, a maintenance guy. We can we can get some tools. We can lift some tools. Hey, all you cool kittens and hepcats! 
You know where it's happening? Sweet Wells. In the stretch. The place to see, be seen, and make the scene. Sweet Wells. In the stretch. Enjoy the music of Johnny Sparks every Monday night. That's me with my magic guitar. Come check me out at Sweet Wells. And remember, if you want to see, be seen, or make the scene, it's the place to be. Come on down to Sweet Wells. <laughs> All right, so I'll go with, uh, we'll do Vanessa and Johnny first. So uh, <clears throat> you guys make your way over to the... Music setup. There it is. Okay, so you guys make your way over to the uh, the stage. There's a, a couple of guitars that are set up, but it looks like there's only areas for two guitar players. There's a keyboard that's set up, um, and it's plugged into various different um, pedals and, and knobs, devices, uh, amps, and whatnot. And then there's a microphone stand and a drum kit. Uh, it looks like there is not uh, any power being supplied to this. So it looks like whoever's going to be playing it, it might just be playing for show. And then they'll be putting the, uh, you, you would assume, Johnny, that they're going to put the audio track on and post. Um, I mean, I, I assume that one. If, if it looks like it's going bad for the other two, mm-hmm. it looks like somebody's noticing them or whatever, I'm going to walk up to a microphone and say, hey, how you doing? Let's rock and play a little to try okay. to distract everyone. Okay. Get them to watch me instead of watching them sabotage me. Okay. If, that ha- if that happens. Nice. That's a good that planned out. action. Um, can you guys throw me uh, some soul while you're over there? And I'll, if you want, I can. I just I got your back. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> I, can, I can smooth talk anyone that tries to get you off the stage. So you weren't you weren't about to say you could sing a little? You could uh, maybe <laughs> put one out. You are the wind beneath my wings. <laughs> oh, good. Yenta. Okay. My soul is two, so I rolled an eleven. Right. That's not bad. Wow. It's like my hustle and soul are the only two. Jeez. I have one and That's one the opposite of bad. No. Yes. <laughs> um so you're while you're there, you're noticing um looking at some of these biker guys that are walking around, they move very strangely. As you're as you're looking at them, they don't seem to be paying attention much to anything else. They almost seem to be traveling in groups of at least three. And they seem to kind of they have like a weird gait to their walk. It's not like you've seen in the um, it's not like you've seen in the orange jumpsuit four demon horn demon mask guys. But it's something different. It's oh, it's uh it's more. They seem to be kind of moving with their whole body. It's not you know it's not walking like a normal person would walk. While like, uh, while I'm on the stage and getting everything set up and everything and keeping an eye out for these two guys over here. I'm going to kind of, kind of, you know, tap Vanessa on the shoulder and kind of point it out in a subtle way and say, Hey, you noticing this over? You seeing this over here? You know, kind of that kind of look. Mm. Just to let her know that, you know, make sure she's mm-hmm. She's pointing the eyes, the two yeah. fingers at each other. I was like, I gotcha. Yeah, we can get back to you. Um, cause okay. that, that's the big takeaway from the stage is that, okay. um, that it's not plugged in. Stuff isn't plugged in. Um, and that there's definitely something weird with these bikers. It's more animalistic than it is human. Okay, Do you cool. want to, uh, real quick, get a microphone ready to plug in, like, in case we need to use it? You don't know. Well, okay, Johnny, you would probably roll, uh, what would you say, your brains in regards to music? So you'd be rolling your brain. Or soul, depending on what he's doing with it. Yeah, because he's looking at the tech to see yeah, if it's I, if it's real. Power or, to the mic. To, well, 
I, I want to know if the if the microphone equipment and the PA system is Actually functional and not right. and just not plugged plugged in, or is it just not functional at all? Right, which is something yeah. that would need to be discerned. I can roll, but I have a zero brain. Thing. I'll give you. A, I'm going to give you a plus two just because musical equipment. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez. Man, hey, I played double sixes. Play plus two and uh, use it later. It's X tech. I played the same guitar the other day. X Tech microphone. Well, this is kind of a big reveal. It's it's not actually uh, musical equipment. It looks like it's some sort of um, X Tech that's used for population control or crowd control. Holy shit! Um, it looks like it looks like if somebody was to record or play something through this device, it doesn't matter if power's flowing through it or not. Uh, if that was committed to let's say, video recording and audio recording of some sort um, or presented to a large crowd, it would easily sway the conscious mind in the area. Holy shit. What did he need to roll to get that information? Did he have to pretty much max that out? It was a 10, yeah. The 10 was what was on it. I rolled a a 12 and then I had plus 2. Plus I have uh, SMX tech. I get plus 1 toward X. The 8 would have been... uh, 8 would have given him that it's something funky. And you can't quite put your finger on it, but if you spend some time messing with it, you okay. would have figured it out. Okay. But a 14 clearly is just with between the arm and where you come from and all of that. You're like, wait a minute. It just kind of plays out in front of you. And you look, you figure out what you're looking at. Is there any way I can clue Vanessa into that without giving myself away? I don't know. That would be role playing. <laughs> I'd be role playing within my role playing. That's what we're doing. <laughs> I, well, I kind of motion her over and I kind of whisper in her ear. I'm saying, hey, uh, this is some X-Tech stuff going on over here. This isn't regular. This is like my, this is like mind control stuff. It's weird. It's funky. It's crazy. <laughs> I don't like that mind control stuff. Love it. So, so Vanessa, this is giving her like crazy flashbacks to her uh, the secret, you know, the secret wars she was involved in. Very, the very CIA, much. CIA. Mm. Where they were doing all kinds of mind control stuff. Conditioning. Stuff. Ooh, she's like gets freaked out real bad about all this. Is there a word that if Vanessa hears it, she turns into like a killer? No, no, no. I, don't I wish like a Manchurian I, candidate kind of thing. I may throw out <laughs> random words every once in a while. <laughs> Pumpernickel. <laughs> Chili squint. Fucking kills everybody. Good heavens! She's got a sword now. I don't know. It's dangerous. It's a dangerous and, sword too. It's more dangerous than the sawed-off shotgun she has hidden. In her, in a small of her back. Well, you could survive a stalled-up shotgun. That sword might just turn you into glass and shatter you. So. Oh, that's why I can't fucking wait to use it. <laughs> <laughs> I shoot it with a bow. I don't need to level up at all for 15 more sessions if I'm doing that kind of shit. I'll be happy. All right. Okay, so let's... Uh, you said the bikers walking funky was a bigger bill. Well, I mean, yes. It's it all plays together. You know, these are the guys who were working under the Hound Master guy we heard about last yes, episode. They are. With the Anubis sigils on their back. Looking at these uh well shit, I don't even know about this yet, I guess. I'll wait right. till you get over to me. Well I was gonna I was gonna jump back to you guys, unless you wanted to do any actions with the uh, direct actions with uh, the equipment. Just, just I wanna keep, I wanna wanna look at this equipment and see if there's any way I can, you know, disable or take it with me and I'm just gonna keep surveillance on those guys. Well, it doesn't seem to have an, a power source, but you think that it, there's a few key components that if you can buy enough time, 
you can take those components and it'll no longer be functional. The uh, power source might be X tech. It might be like the size of a thumbnail or something. Well, all right. Well, if I, I'm going to do as much of that as I can without giving myself away. Okay. You have a, you have some of those high tech computers are as big as a, or as small as a, as a riding lawnmower now. (laughs) (laughs) Future's coming fast, fellas. So we'll uh, we'll jump over to you guys. So, buddy, you're—I mean, you're not moving very fast. And Dan, you're gonna—I'm I'm guessing you're taking the lead here. No, um, I'm walking with him. I'm gonna leave him there. Okay. But I, as we walk over there, I'm I'm looking around too, you know, because I mean, obviously, we're cut out, exposed here. Yeah. And That's I want to see if maybe I, we notice the uh, the weird lurching patrols. So Bobby was going to use uh, one of his abilities, right? Yeah, I'm going to scope out a scene, baby. Roll is that out. an ability, or is that just one of those general... It's just one of them general fangs. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think we'll both do that. Is that a, is that a soul or a so brain? It's a brains roll, baby. All right. So we're both scoping out. 19. Holy, Holy smokes. smokes. Oh, did you roll with something extra? Why uh, roll well, because well, then I'll just roll. Then it's a thirteen, then because I accidentally hit the wrong one. My fault. So throw okay. this out, so it's a thirteen. That's still pretty good. No, that's thirteen. Still good. I won't yeah, bother to roll. Early, yeah. Well, I guess I will still roll. Yeah, you need to roll still. So, yeah. Me in. So let me. Uh, uh, I want to know if there's any like uh, higher arcade, any higher arcade to this thing. Like, is there like one guy who's maybe patrolling the area who's the leader? If that makes any sense. You don't. It does make complete sense. You don't seem to see any hound masters uh, in the area, uh, or pack leaders, if you will. Um, but some things you notice as you're making your way to the biplanes, like all these dudes, like relatively the same size and the same shape, kind of the same looking. Cats. They're all they're all really scruffy looking. They're all really hairy. They all have long beards. They all have long hair. They all have long fingernails. They all have very hairy arms and the, any skin that's exposed, you can see a lot of hair. I think I kind of get what he's saying without saying it. You know uh, what I, mean? I, think yes. I think it's safe to say these dudes may be uh, werewolves. <laughs> uh, you can see uh, there's something that stands out that's kind of weird to you, though. As you're looking around, uh, all of these people, right? So you got all these kind of southern, uh, down-home looking cast or, you know, extras and stuff. They're all standing around. You see the, 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 from, as you're walking up to them, you see the biplanes, you know, from about half a football field away. The biplanes have all these, uh, the tubes and, and gadgets plugged into them so that they look very new age and kind of uh, scientific. Uh, you see the stage with the musical instruments and everything. It's kind of made up to look very scientific, weird science kind of stuff. Um, the craft service table looks completely different than everything else here. The tables are wooden. The people working behind them are dressed in, uh, you know, they, they would be as at home uh, on a Romanian hillside as they would be, you know, at a club. They're, they're wearing very simple clothing. Um, they almost seem to be dressed like gypsies. Uh, and they all seem to be, and you can kind of get this being like a PI, they all seem to be kind of very back to back, head down trying not to be noticed by these biker dudes that are walking around. Like whenever any of the biker dudes get close to the craft service table, these guys kind of make themselves scarce. So that kind of strikes you as weird as you're making your way over there. 
Are you telling me any of this, or am I completely in the? No, I'm telling. I guess I'd be telling you all this stuff because we partners, Dan. You and me are in this together, baby. Why would I leave you in the dark about any of this kind of thing? That would, yeah, that wouldn't, just... make look, that wouldn't make a lick of sense for our survival in this place because these are some bad dudes. And we got to try to navigate our way through this. Place. So I guess we're just gonna mosey on over there, casual, like not trying to bring any extra attention to these two fine fellas walking through this uh, this maze of hairy folks. Do it. Do any of these? Yeah. Do any of these uh, bearded guys have? Um, do they look like they have headphones in their in their ears? Nah. Are they um, are they walking in like um? What's the word I'm looking here? Almost like a like a like a pattern, if you will. Like the no. Nah, it just the, seems the like they're all, they're all traveling in groups of three, okay. and they all seem to be just kind of cutting up with each other, or passing a you know a hand rolled cigarette around, or trying to make time with some of the... Hey now, buddy, why don't truck with no reef addicts? I know. Ain't no sticky icky running around this place, baby. Or they're trying to make time with some of the female extras, but they don't seem to... If they're here to do a job, they don't seem to be very good at whatever job that is. Alright. You know, it almost seems like they're here as, as like muscle or thugs, but they're not really like guards because if they were supposed to be guards they're not good at it they're just kind of goofing off uh-huh. for, for example they're not stopping us from approaching the place. yeah nobody's right. nobody's right. come close to you guys it's just you've made your way through from the crowd is there anybody over here anybody in the in, in well, the planes or around the planes actually i'm gonna need you to throw me a soul roll real quick man how many planes are there six uh there are four you want me to roll the soul roll too baby no this is just for dan Crushes on, baby. Ooh, holy shit. I maxed it out. Dan, Dan starts to feel really funky, really uncomfortable. Um, like a cold chill is racing up your spine. Uh, your eyes blur for a second, and then the sun turns crimson, and the clouds are like sackcloth, and the horizon stretches out into infinity all around you. To your left, you see a mound of skulls, atop which stands an angel, six wings, spread into what seems like infinity. In its hand, it holds car keys and a short sword coated in oil. (laughs) Its eyes are wrapped with caution tape. Its head is shaved and its scalp is littered with broken glass. Its mouth is open. The sound coming out seems to be some sort of horrible fusion between breaking bones and the deafening tones of bending and colliding metal. From the skulls, crawls a black hound sleeping long in the collar of braided sparking wire the skeleton of a crimson viper oil trailing in its wake a huge black hound its face rotted ice falling from its mouth and a horrible looking fish creature with legs like a centipede and the face of a man stuck in a rictus grin all of these beasts are making haste towards you with hunger in their eyes to your right, you see a pile of furs. Stacked. I don't think I looked over to the right after I seen all that to my <laughs> Well, to your right, you see a stack of uh, a pile of furs stacked up ten feet high. Atop it stands a woman with sandstone skin. She has broken black wings that hang limp from her back. She's dressed in a Krampus claws and the nosebleeds band t-shirt. Her bare stomach becomes fur as her hips and legs resemble that of a lion and you can see a twitching tail behind her. Three stone totems sit at her feet, one of a baby, 
one of a one-armed warrior with a musical note in his upstretched hand, and one of a giant elderly man leaning heavily on a cane. She manifests a bow of flames, and arrows of pure hellfire begin to whiz through the air towards the beast coming to consume you. You feel as your mind is about to shred itself apart, and then as the pain swells to a crescendo, it all goes white, and you're back in the studio lot, standing there, breathless. Did I notice any of this? Like right. he, get, he gets real quiet for like a few seconds. He just kind of stops and step. But I mean, it maybe takes like I would say five seconds at most for all of this to kind of play out. But Dan, to you, it feels like a fucking eternity. Dan, you're all right, baby. What happened? I lost you there for a minute, friend. Man, I, I don't even know. I know, I would not know where to start. All right. Well, let's let you tell me later. Is let's let's go do with some sabotage over here on this plane, Daddy. So I did. Did I get any kind of uh, this? Sorry, buddy. I gotta consult with the voice in my head for a That's second. That's fine, baby. You do what you gotta do, but let's do it on the way over to the plane. <laughs> let's, uh, let's walk and talk, Mama. Let's walk and talk. So this 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 woman with the bow that was shooting at the the various things right. <laughs> that were coming for me. She looked she looked kind of she had fur and she looked kind of bestial. She had uh, she looked like a fusion between a lion and a woman with auburn hair and green eyes. All right, do I do I feel any kind of like connection between her what I saw with her and um, these hairy fellows that are walking around the lot? Um, kind of, but not, not even close to the same. She, uh, these hairy fellows would probably put you more in the mindset of, uh, of maybe that sleek dog with this, the, the wired collar. Okay. Yeah. Whatever it is that you want, baby. <laughs> want some heavy dues, baby. Let's get over to these planes and see what we can do over here, daddy. I need you to, I need you to focus, Jack. I need you to focus. Uh, no, I'm so I think I'm going to go on a vision quest real quick. <laughs> uh, do you, do you got any of that reefer? No, Daddy. I, I know you don't truck I, with it. But I ain't got none of that reefer on me, baby. I need, I, a, I need a sweat lodge real quick. I ain't got none of that stuff for it's you, baby. The, it's I the think, same kind of uh, feeling that you got when you saw that uh, the spectral serpent. The reaper, yeah, that's what I... Yeah. Serpent? I thought it was like a reaper. The reaper was the first time when it hit you. The second time was the, the vipers, where it felt when you got the premonition before the bullets started to come in. You got the premonition of the crimson skeletal vipers. That's yeah, I, the, I think my level up is going to have to be like my soul going up because it's tapped into some other kind of metaphysical plane. You tapped into some shit, son. Mm, all right. Well, I try to I try to put that out of my mind as much as possible, but I am kind of subconsciously working on that, trying to figure out the significance of it. Yeah, but, uh, but I, but I, you know. Buddy keeps pulling at my arm and whispering intently to me, so I go on with him and uh, go to the plane and try to get out of this. Now, you, before I went all to Narnia, <laughs> uh, we asked if there was any people around the planes, and I, 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 I believe your answer was, it was we went to hell, but <laughs> are, are there any corporeal normal people here there's one tech there's one tech where he's wearing coveralls and a red baseball cap and he's working on one of the planes but that's all you can see over by the plane all right well let's keep let's keep going over that way baby all right so we 
what, what do you think? What's the, what's the play here? You want to, I don't think he's going to fail to notice us. You want to try to skulk around or do you want to kind of try to engage this guy? And, and let's, let's try to see you try to sneak around. I'll distract the dude to see what's going on over here. All right, that's that's fine with me. And if he and if he acts a little crazy, if I gotta put him down, baby, I'll put him down with one of these big ham hocks, Jack, right across his lip. We can drag him back behind the big old wheels over hey, here. No problem, no complaints from this dad, this fool, baby. All right, if I yeah, if I hear raised voices, it ain't gonna be no raised voices. You're just gonna hear the sound of me punching him in the face and him oh, hitting the ground, mama. I mean, I could come up behind him with a wrench. That's all I'm saying. Hey, either way, baby, you just keep an eye out, dad. I'm gonna go talk to this fool. You see what we're gonna do around here. All right, so I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna engage the fella if he sees us. If he starts talking to us, I'll walk towards him, if you will. So we're gonna we're gonna make our way over to the plane. Does this dude in the red kind of come over and check out what we're doing? Nah, he's actually fully working on some put attaching some sort of device to the bottom of the plane. It looks like yeah, uh, device, I bet. Yeah, it looks like three of them are already uh, kitted up, and the fourth one he he's working on. All right, so, the, so the so the planes that have the devices kitted up on them, we gonna make sure that these planes don't run. We gonna look for the uh, for the engine and pull a few cords on there. Are you are you to, inspecting the plane? Uh, I guess well, that's what, that's what we that's what we over here to do. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out. Are they still within? Sorry to interrupt. Are they within sight? Um, yeah, I mean, it's all an open field, so yeah. they're bomb beyond, I guess if you're standing on one side of a football field, not on the playing area, but you guys are probably around where the 50-yard line is on a football right. field, and oh, they're serious. probably, you know, on flatland with not a lot of people in the way. They're beyond where the goalposts and stuff are, about, I would say, 20 feet or so. I'm going to need a yard line. Uh, Bob, so do you, do you, do you think... I, I kind of feel like uh, you really should still go distract this guy. I mean, it's up to you. But if if I'm working on these planes and getting all this set up, I, I just don't see wandering away and never looking at us. Never, I don't know. We're gonna be tampering with these planes, and he's just he's just gonna wander off. So you just want to go? Uh, I'll just go uh, talk to the fellow then. I mean, it's it's up to you, but I'm just I don't know. It seems weird if he notices us. It could you could be up. All right. Well, let me go. Let me go chat with him then. How about that, baby? And I'm going to head for one of the planes that has the that's already rigged up. Okay. I'll kind of try to. I'm going to look. I'm going to try to get a lay, uh, get an idea of whether it'll be simpler to disable the plane engine, or whether it'll be simpler to disable the device that they've attached to the bottom of it. Okay. All right. I'm going to walk on over to the fellow who's working on the plane. I'm going to say, "Hey, uh, excuse me, excuse me, son. I got a question for you." (gasps) Oh. You're the great Buddy White. That's oh, right. That, that worked out. I, that, that's right, baby. You know your wrestling history, Jack, because I ain't been a professional wrestler in some time, Jack. And that's been. I watched you. I watched you wrestle the great Jackalope Jim. Jackalope Jim was one of my finest adversaries. Jack Jim was a hard drinker, and he would like to party down Boogie Fever before the matches. And I tell you what, we would get in that ring sometimes, and he would be smelling like three day old whiskey, Jack. And it was hard to get him in them headlocks, baby. But between you, a professional like Buddy White, you got to do these things. You got to do them well. You got to make sure the crowd is entertained, baby. Now, is it uh, true? Is it true you slept with his wife? Uh, that's uh, I don't know where you would hear such things reading them <laughs> reading them dirt sheets, but Buddy White is not a man who would go about doing such a thing. He believes in the tenets of the whole Bible. You understand that you should go to church on Sunday, that you should not take the Lord in vain, that you should not commit a, a adultery, if you will. Buddy White would never do such a thing, especially to Jim. He was a good man. Have you 
you've got to meet my friends. Hold on. And he grabs you by the wrist and he's trying to pull you. All right, baby. How, how close are these friends, Jack? I don't move as I used to. They're over there working on the jetpack. Come on. The jetpack, baby. That sounds like some high tech stuff, mama. So he's, you're going to go with him? Uh, yeah, sure. Okay, so I, I look back at my friend Dan to make sure how he's doing over there. And, and don't 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 look too much. You right. look over at me. That was the best distraction I ever seen. <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for, baby. So I, I head on over with the fellow. All right, so he's taking you over towards a like a small like a blue tarp. Um, it's a, essentially like a makeshift tent, and you get into this area, and it kind of smells a little bit like onions. Mm, um, I love a good onion. And there's a uh, there's two or three guys who are onion who are working <laughs> with uh, with models like small models and uh, and building props. They're essentially like putting all the tech props together, and they all just seem super. This guy's like, oh guys, guys, this is the great Buddy White. Oh, oh, no, 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 and no, so no. everybody wants autographs, and they're all just kind of hounding you, trying to get you to. Pay attention to them. They're asking you all sorts of stories about, you know, what, what was it like to wrestle in the ring? Oh, how did you survive the plane crash? Oh, my goodness. And, you know, they just want to know all all about your history, all about your life. They're just very, very excited to meet you. That's fine, Daddy, and I'll tell you everything you want to know. And as long as we can be here as long as possible, pull yourself up a chair. I'll tell you some good old-fashioned butter white stories. So, one of the ones that I can guarantee you ain't never heard before in your whole life, Daddy. So, so uh, everybody, yeah. be sure to read our, listen to our supplementary episode, our first supplementary episode, three hours <laughs> of Galen, the text, all of his stories. That's right, baby. Holy shit, I would actually listen to that. You know, <laughs> you know what I'll do? I will sit down tomorrow when the kids are in school and I will record <laughs> at least 20 minutes of me talking like this, telling all the finest stories in the world today about the professional wrestling career, the great buddy white that was tragically cut short by that plane accident. And I'll tell you what, daddy, I will tell you the story of that Halloween day, that terrible day when that plane, that, that little, that little Cedar plane fell from the sky and crashed in the woods in Omaha, Nebraska, you understand? And I was able to survive such a terrible event. It was uh, harsh on my family and on my body, but I was able to persevere and strive and make my way to Seaside City to become the man I am today, Jack. It's amazing you survived crashing in Nebraska, man. I mean, it's <laughs> barbarian country, isn't it? <laughs> so while that's all going on, and it's beautiful I, I and wonderful. I always wonder why Mrs. Jackalope was on that plane. That's a, que- that's a question to answer. Now you know Jackalope's wife, Jackalope Jesse, was. I tell you what, baby, Buddy White would never. And now you know the rest, the rest of the story. Of the story, would never <laughs> engage in such coming to VHS with another man's wife when there's plenty of fish in the sea, Daddy. Why would I need to get a fish on the hook when there's plenty of fish out in that water, baby? So uh, we'll jump back to uh, Dan. <laughs> Dan, you're looking at the planes. Uh, the device seems to be the devices uh, actually seem to be um, attached to the planes. They look like two large kegs. I mean, that's the best way to describe them. They look like beer kegs. Um, yeah, canisters of gas or whatever that have been retrofitted. Um, and it looks like whoever has attached them to these planes has done it in the simplest uh, way possible. A couple of screws of a crescent wrench, and you could probably get these damn things off. Well, what I would actually like to do, if it's possible, is rather than take them off, which would be extremely obvious, and then they would just put them back on there maybe, is to um, uh, fix the the release so that it, it won't, you know, like it won't open. 
and release the contents. Well, it looks like the this is going to be airborne, so um, trying to mess with the release may or may not take a chance of puncturing the canister itself. Um, so, I mean, you could probably like unhook it, but if they check it before they take it, well, that's what I'm saying. If you if you unhook it, they might check it before they take off. Um, and if you try to bend it or break it, you don't know what percentage chance you might have of possibly damaging the device and causing it to release in this crowd that's already here. Okay, I feel like I'm being talked out of it, but I still think if I took the canister off, no, no, that, I, it's, that would it's be pretty blatantly obvious. Right. It, I also just, did say that I was going to also look at the uh, engine and see whether or not that was easier or harder to uh, sabotage. Oh yeah, the engines are really simple. I mean, mention that part yet? Yeah, if if you if you get under the where the flat fold is on the front of the planes, um, you figure probably a good five minutes of work, and you could take enough of it apart and reconnect it to things that it doesn't go to. That you would ground the plane for a good couple of days. All right, I'll work as fast as I can. I'll try to ground these planes. Okay. So you are working on that. Uh, you want to go ahead and make me some, uh, let's see, this would probably be your hustle roll, I believe, because it would involve your decks. Bravo, sir. Bravo. So yeah, you, um, probably takes you about, I'd say 20, 30 minutes in total to get them knocked out. Um, and you, you're kind of, you're, you're working on the last one and, uh, you close up the container and you're climbing off the plane and you see a... Uh, and the, the, the sun starts crying, and <laughs> it looks like the cover of a Beatles album. Fucking face melts off. Yeah. Uh, no, I know, what's, I know what's coming. What's coming? <laughs> Ragnarok. K-Bomb weather. It's a comfortable 69 right now. The high of 77 and a low of 45 tonight. And if you need a 45 on the low tonight, then go see Rico. Up behind of uh, Taco Tontos there along the shoreline. That's K-Bomb Weather. We're the bomb. You see, you see two of the, they don't look like they belong on this movie set. They look like they come off of a different movie set. Um, Ninjas? No. Vanessa! (laughs) You see um, them. They're wearing like really simple uh, pants. They're they're dressed in very simple kind of almost blousy like shirts. which is very simple fabrics. The they have scarf belts. Um, they have simple leather shoes. Uh, they look like maybe they're playing uh, peasants on some kind of uh, you know night film somewhere. Maybe somebody's doing a different version of King Arthur or some such. And. Uh, and they're over by the planes, uh, the farthest one away from you, underneath it, looking at the canisters. Are they the people from the craft table? Yes, they are the people from the craft table. Uh, so I kind of make my way over there a little a little quietly. You know, I, I, I don't announce my presence yet. And I'm looking at what they're doing. Do they, do they look like they're trying to, uh, you know, deactivate it like I was going to do or, or what? Well, the bigger one seems to be uh, talking to the smaller one who's under the plane, and the smaller one under the plane uh, looks like he's trying to disconnect the uh, the the facets, like the fasteners that are holding the kegs to the plane. All right, 
uh, in a kind of a, uh, I don't, there's nobody anywhere near us right now, right? I mean, no, I'm no, talking no. in a normal tone of voice, nobody going to hear it. Pretty much, yeah. You guys are, are out in the middle of a field with some planes, and the only people who would be around those planes are all getting Buddy White to sign their various pieces of paper. And That's right, Jack. Stories. Yeah, God bless him. They got fine taste in professional wrestlers, baby. I was the best there is, the best there was, the best there ever will be, mama. By now, Buddy White well, completely forgot about this whole. No, no, no. I keep, I'm keeping my eye on everything, Jack. Don't, 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 don't sleep on Buddy White. I do like to talk about the past, but I understand that the present is what's important, baby. We got to make sure that this drug, this chemical, doesn't go out into the fine people of Seaside City because they be tearing each other apart, baby. Mm. Um, hey, hey, y'all. I don't mean to startle you. Don't worry about it. Um, but. My friend, uh, we are here to, um, the beer has gone, uh, stale, and we are taking it with us back to the van to replace it with good beer. With, with fresh beer, yeah. Yes. No, yeah, I know, I get you, it was a great line, I appreciate the effort, but, uh, but hey, hey, um, we, we, I, we know that ain't beer in there. And uh, given that I, I, I'm, I'm watching you take that off the plane, I think maybe we might be here for a similar reason. Uh, I just disabled the planes themselves, so they, they ain't gonna go be able to go up. What, what, who are you guys? What, what are you, what are you doing here? What do you know about this? Uh, what do you know about what's in them canisters? If Vanessa's would have been uh, keeping an eye on all this, so she'd be tapping like she. Her the whole thing she was doing that time is kind of trying to look out where these guys were. Yeah, so you could. So she's tapping uh, Johnny on the shoulder, saying, "Yeah, Johnny, something's going on." <laughs> what is that? What is that accent? I mean, I, I see you sound like Bella Lugosi. Uh, we this is this is how we talk. Uh, yeah. Yes. Um. So we are here to take the beer. And take it back to the van. I don't know what you are talking about, good friend. Uh, do you like beer? Still with the beer. Do you, do you know someone named Boris, baby? <laughs> well, I'm, are you guys going over to them? Because it's going to take a. It's going to take you a second to get over there. If I'm in a good uh, recon spot, I'm going to stay where I am. Okay. In case, uh, in case it goes south. What's up? Are you going to go over? Or are you going to stay? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay, so you start making your way over there. Look, man. Uh, so, the canisters on the bottom of the plane. We need to take them out of here, like now. And I'm not going to leave them on the plane. We can't leave them on the plane. He's just he's, talking like that now. Yeah, he's talking like that now. It's like he's, <laughs> he like slicks his hair back and he looks at you and he's like, "Look, man, we've got to get these out of here." Um, All right. Well, I mean, my concern right now is uh, is where it, it, okay. Well, we, what's in them canisters? I can't I can't allow it to fall into hands that. It might mean the city harm. And I know the people that we're going to take, take them up in these planes. Excuse me? Neither can we. We can't allow these canisters to get distributed to the people. Whatever's no. inside of them, we've been told, is really bad news. Uh, Esmeralda sent us here. She told us to get them and bring them back to the van. That's what we're doing. We're trying to do it as quickly as possible before the hounds are onto us. So you can either help us, and he pulls out a switchblade, or we're going to have some problems. Rival B-Size... Oh. Man, don't you have a, don't you have enough enemies already? You gonna draw draw a knife on me, man? I don't think that that's appropriate at all. <laughs> are you going to help us? Or are you going to stop us? Who, who is? As take a beat, take a breath. I, like I told you, I already grounded the planes, 
They're not going to go up anytime soon. So just relax for one second. He's kind of looking around. He's like, we are out in the open here. We need to move. Ain't nobody looking at us. I'm, I'm here with the great buddy Y. He's a wrestler. I don't know. I never watched him, but... That lady's coming over here right now. Apparently, he's famous. Who who are who do you work for? I work for Esmeralda. And who is that? She's the woman I work for. Who do you work for? Why are you here? What's you your interest in this? Situation? I actually don't remember who I work for. <laughs> 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 who the fuck do we work for? I don't know. We're you just, guys took a job. We're just, we're just do-gooders. We've been yeah, hired like. Three times by three uh, different people. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've been we've been tracking down the uh, we've been tracking down this uh, this drug that came from Innsmouth, and we know what it does to people. And we've been trying to make sure that it doesn't do it to the people in Seaside City. So we are on the same side. Please fold your little knife back up there before I take out my much much bigger knife. <laughs> I know the crocodile Dundee ain't come out. You're about to get an early version. <laughs> Put your little knife away, and let's play this cool, and we can work together. Gotta make sure here we don't trust each other at the moment. But what you're saying is the same thing I'm saying that this is dangerous stuff, and we can't allow it to be the people of the city to be exposed to it. But right now, you're going around in circles. Telling me Esmeralda is who you work for, who you work for as Esmeralda. We're gonna need to know a little bit more than that because we're gonna make sure that this stuff doesn't go from one nefarious pair of hands to yet another nefarious pair of hands. Long and short story: Esmeralda is our pack leader. These hounds—they used to be part of our group. They've splintered off. They now work for Rebecca Talbot. Her people at the dock works. If we don't get this stuff out of here, off the set, off the lot, and away from them, the planes might not go up, but they'll figure out a way to get this into the population. So if we can't take this out of here now, we're all screwed. All right, we can help. Rebecca Talbot is not our friend either. We've definitely heard some bad things about her. And uh, I think for now, we can definitely help help each other. So I'm here with a, a few other fellas. And uh, sorry, Vanessa. Here with a few other people. <laughs> Uh, so your van nearby? It's in the studio lot because we weren't able to pull it in, but we've got hand trucks over the craft service table. If we can get the kegs onto the hand trucks, we can get them out of here. But we need to work quickly. And you hear chunk and one of the canvases is off. Got one. Can you carry a keg? Who said that? Got one. That was the guy from underneath the plant. Because you're talking to one of them. You're talking to the big one, the little ones underneath the plant. All right. So how much? How much longer before? Um... Vanessa and Johnny. She's, Vanessa's arriving now. Johnny was staying on the stage. He said if he was at a good vantage point, he wasn't going to leave. Oh. Yeah, I'm keeping an eye on man. I'm just making sure nothing goes south with these hounds. Right. Um, describe oh, to me, Anton. Yeah, what's, uh, what's going on here? Do we have to take I'm the... I'm trying to like, keep low-key, obviously. Yeah. With my... Uh, with your outfit. Black and white. Right. Start come on. Hey, man, hey, man butterfly. She turns... Looking good there. Um, a field of green. She's still trying to, you know, hang hang by any large vehicles and these these people <laughs> these people here uh, they they work for somebody in Esmeralda who, who ran a pack in there. Yeah, right, yeah, yeah. Okay, you are you, the planes you, disabled? You got good hearing. Yeah, planes are disabled. <laughs> you got good hearing. <laughs> Short version. Uh, Fuck me, that's awesome. How far away is Buddy? 
he's he's pretty far. Yeah, he's he pretty said, far at he, this point. He said he's been keeping an eye. I'm gonna try to like you know give him a little hand signal, like a come on, come on. And I do see, and I do happen to see that hand signal because the way I organize these boys would be where they would be having their backs to the the tent right. so I can see out into the crowd, and I see my man's making his symbols, and I say, "All right, boys, it's been a lot of fun." Uh, been a good time. Anytime you're in town, come on down to the club where Vanessa come down to Sweetwells. I'm there all the time. I'll buy you a couple of drinks. We can have some good times. Oh, you're done. So I got to get out of here, baby. But, uh, I guess we should go and work on the planes then if you're done. Well, the planes are done. What are you talking about? No, he's still taking the canisters off of them. No, not he's, that hard. They ain't doing he's that. He's not talking. Those are the guys talking to Buddy, man. Yeah, those are the guys, guys talking, talking to Buddy. To buddy. If he's done telling the, the guys story, that we're working on the plane, back and work on the planes. Well, hang on, Jack. hang, hang on, baby, hang on, hang on, hang on. I, I think I, I remember about me and Gorilla Monsoon. Buddy White didn't say he was done. Buddy White, Gorilla Monsoon, I love it. Yeah, you got a chair. Buddy White's hip is starting to hurt. Can one of you? Oh boys? yeah, yeah, we got a chair. Do you want a drink, sir? No, nah, I'm good, baby. But Buddy White don't drink. You don't do none of that stuff. I had a long, hard road back from my plane crash. Did I tell you about a plane crash where I was. Oh no, let's yeah, tell, tell us about that. Well, I go into many long anecdotes about this plane crash, about the particular events in my uh, eventual recovery from substance abuse problems and things of that nature. So I don't really, that's why I don't trouble them reefers and drink none of that alcohol, baby. And unfortunately, my tag team partner who was in the plane, who also survived, his name was the maniac, uh, the maniac, uh, Mr. Crazy Person. He survived, but he fell down a terrible well of drugs and alcohol and that's part of the reason why Buddy White doesn't truck with the Reef Addicts because I've seen what it can do to a perfectly healthy and, and happy man and his family, if you would. It would be so Who's, much. Whose name was Crazy Person. Whose name was Crazy Whose name was Maniac Crazy Person, baby. I mean, that's just how it goes, Jack. That was his stage name, the man's real name. <laughs> when he took drugs, he really went downhill. His, man, his, his real name was Steve McCarthy. He was a wonderful man, but he performed the name Maniac Crazy Person, you understand? <laughs> He fell down a terrible, terrible pit of drugs and alcohol, baby. And that's why I choose to live my life without any of that stuff, Jack, any of those substances in my body, baby. Because I see what it can do. All right, so Buddy launches back into another litany of stories. You and and Dan with these two Romanian gypsy-looking fellas over by the plains. How are you planning on getting all these canisters over to your van? We have hand trucks. We were going to pull them out of here on hand trucks. We're, and nobody's going to stop craft services from moving kegs of beer. The two of you. All right. Well, there's more let of us by the... Let them do it. We'll just... I'll, I'll make sure nobody stops them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Well, we'll, we'll cover for you. Uh, what are you yeah. going to do with them? Well, we've got to take them back to... We've got to get them out of here. We're we're gonna take them out of here. We're not uh, gonna put them in. The you gotta do it. Yeah, we. And she's is, re- and she's starting to pull her blade out. Right. This, this is a conversation I've been I've been having. So you see the you see the problem that we have. We we can't just let you guys take them wherever either. And I can't just tell you where we're going as a matter of personal secrecy. So one of you can come with us. You can meet us, and you can take us there. Or one of you can come with us. That's your choice. Maybe we'll take them. Yeah, maybe, maybe we'll take them. I mean, we, 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 we know they'll be safe with us. There's two of you. We, we have um, we have hand trucks, too. See them hand trucks right there? Those are those could easily be our hand trucks. What are you pointing at? The hand trucks. Oh. 
I mean, if the situation needs to go that way, I'd rather it not. But right now, we need to get these out of here. We've been inspecting. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board with that. But you know, we can't afford to don't try to free. don't try to lose us once you get that stuff. I told exactly. you, one of you can come. You can both come with us if you want, but we don't want to leave you we're here. Leaving this place, and together. I can't tell you where we're Gotta going. Work. Get him. There's more than two of us. Well, there's four by my count. Just get well, your I, get the I canisters. Am, I am glad Let's you can count. So the other one comes down. They put the canisters on the hand carts. They start taking them over to the craft service table, dropping them off. They come back. They start working on the next two. Once I see they're, they're carting the, the nasty stuff uh, away, I'm going to be concerned enough to come on over and join the group. Oh, man, yeah, I can't suggest this through telepathy, but, I mean, I know he said there was four of us, so he must know about you. It would be great if you could shadow them and find out where they're taking them. Oh, you yeah. guys can see where they're taking them. They're taking them over to the table, the craft service table. Yeah, but then what are they doing? Well, from there, I mean, that is, does it turn into a van? That would be- no, 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 they just, they're trying to put them all by the table to get them away from the planes. That's what they're working on right now. That's where they're going to stash it, man, until they can get around with the van. So, how, how, you're going to let them take all six? Yeah. There's I'd, six? Oh, there's eight. There's eight canisters. Two for each plant. I'd, I'd say go stand by the craft services table, Johnny. Johnny. We're not, we're not letting them, uh, we're not so letting them. Try to take them out of here. Okay. So they got all eight. They are now unattached. There are, uh, there's six of them in total. Uh, and they all can carry one keg. So there's two that are left, and they're looking at you like, you want to help? Uh, you can we, carry it. Do we, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Johnny's over here by now, huh? Right. Walked over. Yeah, like once uh, we'd go to the, once they got the last one, we would make our way with them over to the craft services table. Hey, uh, who are these turkeys? Why are they taking that bad, bad mojo away? You guys didn't hear my werewolf connection song. No. Oh, no. <laughs> Someday we'll make it the werewolf connection, the Romanians, the gypsies, and me. Yeah, they, they're not won over by that. I don't know what would. Um, I'll explain. I'll explain on the way. Let's let's go ahead and uh, here. Trust me for a second. Let's let's take these over to their their band there. But we we but Anton, we are we are not going to let them go anywhere without figuring out where they're going or. Otherwise, we can't go with them without the other two and then have them have no idea where we are. Well, now the three of you together, and the only one that isn't with you is Buddy, who is yeah. being inadvertently held prisoner by his fans. No, I'm, but, well, I'm well aware of that. But. He did a really, he, his distraction was fucking aces. It was key. We're not gonna. We're just not gonna leave him. Like he have no. He would have no. We, we've established there are no phones. As you said. No. Yeah. We'd None. <laughs> wave at him. All right. None. Get out of there. Get out of there. All right. All right. Come on. All right, fellas. Uh, it is time for me to. <laughs> now nah, it's time for me to make my leave, Daddy. I got a. I got an appointment at a. Look at my watch. I see whatever time it is, and I make up a time that's close to this one because right <laughs> I don't know what time of the day it is. I, I got. It's night noon twelve. Yes, exactly. Thirty Febtoberfest. Yes, I got a. I got an Allen, hey, the St. Allen's game. Come on. <laughs> I got an appointment about four to five minutes with the head of the studio. They're thinking about doing a wrestling picture, if you will, uh, about my life. So I'm gonna head on out of here, boys. Uh, thank you for your time. I appreciate. It. Like I said, I, I do extend that invitation for you to come on down to Sweetwells and have yourself a cocktail on me, baby. For being such a great fans, it's truly, it truly made my day. Thank you. They're awesome, really appreciative, and really excited, and they're just stupid happy to have met you. 
Um, and you start kind of making your way away from them. And uh, you get about, I would say you get about 30 or 40 feet away from them. Mm-hmm. And you hear behind you some commotion. And you look over your shoulder and you see three of the biker dudes are in there yelling at them for not doing their jobs. Oh, no, baby. And uh, they just kind of start smacking them around. And these are, the techs are, I mean, they're good, they're good people, but they're not tough guys. Um, and they're just kind of getting, you know, yelled at and demonstrated. And, you know, we paid you to do this job. Why aren't you doing it? And just kind of toss them a little, a little too, a little too angry, a little too violent. These guys seem a little too rough. Um, and they're just kind of laying into these guys. All right, Buddy White is going to have to wander back on over there and go, uh, uh, hey, fellas, hey, fellas, hey, fellas, uh, excuse me, Daddy. Uh, them What's boys, it to you, big guy? I was just, them, them boys was distracted by, by my tall tales of uh, glorious past. I really, it's really my fault, baby. I'm sorry that I held them up for so long. Uh, I was looking for someone. I got lost. Uh, they recognized me from, like I said, my past existence, if you will. And they just hardworking men trying to do a job, if you will. So that's my fault, Daddy. I'm sorry uh, about the the distractions. Please uh, accept my forgiveness and just let these men uh, go about their ways. Okay, that's fair. All right. Nah, it depended on how the situation was going to play out. There's a couple different reactions. Um, that works. Yeah. You, I mean, you baited, so they're fine. You just, I'm sorry, my bad. Mia Copa, show my throat. Yeah. I'm sorry too, baby. Let me, let me, let me show my throat. I mean, that's what that's what Buddy did. That which in that situation with the certain class of people is how you get out of that kind of conflict. It worked perfectly. Well done. That's well played, sir. Good job. Uh, so yeah, you guys. You're the, gonna kill it in that wrestling movie. The the gypsies are uh, <laughs> the gypsies are kind of wanting to move. White light, white heat. The Buddy White story. And uh, and so you guys start. You know, they start making their way through the. Like you guys coming? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, buddy, I would, I, you know, those things that they have in airports that they get to from gate to gate really quick. That's right. Yeah, I would look for one of those. Right. I don't know, if, I don't know if you're gonna have time to hobble your way all the way over here. Well, uh, we'll figure. I, I'm looking. I'm seeing that Buddy's making his way over here, and I'm like, okay, so those mechanics are gonna see those planes in about five minutes. Well, I mean, and it's not going to take me that long to walk over there. <laughs> five minutes. It could definitely take that long. It could definitely take you that long. How, yeah. long, are you, how long are we looking here? Like, what's yeah, I mean, You're about a football's field length away from the guys right now. Okay, well, I'm going to put a little hitch in my getty up then, you understand? Okay. Uh, so you, st- you start making your way towards them, but the guy, they're like, we got to go. We got to go, guys. Is it getting dark? Is that why they have to go? It's, yeah. It's. I mean, it's probably about 545. Um. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Why don't you stick around and enjoy the nightlife, my friend? We need because we need to get out of here. Right. Uh, can I make a roll to see if I know it's a full moon or not? Yeah, go for it. If you can tell me what the moon phase is right now without looking at your phone or the internet, I'll let you get it. I think it's like uh, almost half. Fair enough. It's a. I saw it last night. It was a crescent. Yeah, it's on its way. It's like between crescent and half. It's almost half. Is that close enough? Uh, it's probably going to be a full moon tonight. Uh, that's why they're in a hurry. So who knows anything about werewolves in this little world of his? I mean, do they, go, they flip out on the full moon and they'll try to kill us? I, I mean, do you guys have any esoteric lore? Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> Buddy, that... White knows, Buddy White knows a lot about that stuff, baby. Absolutely, I do. 
thumb my sheet, right? Uh, I didn't see anything like that in the book at all. <laughs> Funny how that works. Yeah. So we got, uh, got a crash course in esoteric <laughs> lore lately. Howdy, friends. Captain Jax is up in a new location at Seaside City in the Double Pine Shopping Center outside the Viz Gig Studios. Come by this weekend for our grand opening celebration. We'll have pony rides and face painting for the kids. You can also meet Mark Fisherman, Kate Hamilton, Ford Harrison, and the voice of ace ancient way wizard Dorothy Laszlo. Free space shakes for the first 100 customers. This weekend, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. at Captain Jack's Happy Hamburger Hut. The happiest hamburgers in town. So we're back. Buddy, buddy, are... buddy, buddy White's walking, Jack. He's walking as fast yeah, as he can. You're just kind of getting your way over there. Um, I'm, I'm I met the werewolf god and the lion goddess and everything. I mean, I'm hustling, Jack. I'm hustling. Six-winged I'm... angel and a... Uh, and a uh, yeah, I'm still trying to picture that six-winged angel. Yeah, six-winged angel with broken glass for embedded in the scalp. Yeah, that was badass. And then the other one was uh, essentially a a sphinx with a, a band t-shirt on. Oh, a sphinx? Yeah, she's got the lion tail, lion legs, black wings, the, the hair cowled back, and then she's got a... I don't even know if you remember the name of the band that was on the shirt. I didn't recognize it, so no idea. Yeah, it's actually part of the... Um, well, oh, oh shit! You might actually know the band as a character. You might know the band. Throw me a brain's roll. I didn't even think about that. Okay. It's well, an, while you guys are talking, I'm still hustling on my way over there. Yeah, it's an ad drop. Little. Wow, he moves. He moves pretty quick for a big guy. Yeah. So <laughs> Krampus claws and the nosebleeds um, is actually a band that you're familiar with. Oh, uh, because the one guy's a racer. Yes. Yeah, I completely forgot about that. You hear that right? So, so Claws and the Nosebleeds is, um, yeah, um, Gimbled Kurtz. Uh, Grimbled Kurtz is a black metal um, musician who races rally cars when he's not touring, touring with his band, and his band is called Claws and the Nosebleeds. This is a guy I'm going to have to go see at some point here. I yeah, guess. he will. He's actually racing in the Dart Pricks at Sabbath Rally Raceway. The Dart Pricks uh, 300. Isn't that pre? pre? I'm sorry, pre. My bad. Okay. Yeah, so I'm hustling. I'm hustling. Are you guys leaving me or what? <laughs> We've been trying real hard not to leave you. And how close am I now? I mean, how, how much time? Has I told you. I told you to hop on something, man. I don't. There's nothing around to hop on. I'm in the field. I just gotta. I gotta. I gotta walk. Hop on yes. a faster person. Yes, Cammy. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, we're 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 you know, we're we're moving with them, but we're moving slowly. We're kind of we, we're carrying Johnny and I are carrying two of the uh, of the canisters, so we can kind of set the pace. As you guys are making your way through the studio, um, you're getting you know you kind of. Moving in and alleyways, you're like a little little procession of uh, keg carriers. People don't seem to really be paying you much notice. And uh, you get out to the parking lot. Now, um, to kind of give you a visual reference of where you are, um, south would be where you entered, where your vehicle is. And you guys are on the west side of the lots. 
where the parking lot is. Uh-huh. So you kind of, you know. Wait, the parking lot was in the west? Why didn't we just drive up into the parking lot? Because the, it's the back lot that's locked for people with passes. And you guys pulled into the front of the studio and wanted to jump a flatbed instead of looking around to figure out where the entrance was. Well, that part I remember. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with that. I, you know what? I'm happy with our decision. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm fine. Ooh. Gas leak. Right. So, uh, you guys, uh, as, you, as you're getting out to the parking lot, uh, you see a... Sorry, I'm moving back up my notes to get something. Um... We get, okay. into a, we get into a laser gun fight? So, so you, well, that's, that's actually a sci-fi movie. You walked by a sci-fi movie? That was, that was what was going on. Um, Doombringer is going to um, You'll never take me alive, robot. Hey, Vanessa, Vanessa, check it out. It's a lightsaber. That's <laughs> even better. Uh, so you see a large My. wooden... Uh, a large... It's essentially a conversion van, but it has wood paneling on the side. Oh, right. Wood paneled van. Sounds like right up my alley, man. And, and painted with very sure hands on the side of this van is the words Gypsy's Eatery. And it actually looks like if you had taken that off and put it onto the side of an old wooden caravan, like a wagon, it would feel exactly the same. So, I mean... This van looks like the the mystery machine of traveling, uh, you know, gypsies, as opposed to the kind of hippy dippy psychedelic colors. It just has all of these trappings of like a, a traveling wooden uh, carriage that just happens to be a wood paneled van. Uh, does that image kind of work for you? Very immigrant punk kind of looking vehicle. Sweet ride. So. Uh, you guys kind of get out there, and uh, you've learned in the process of traveling with these these dudes. Uh, the first two guys you met, their names are Mercury and Valentino. Of course they are. Mercury is the big one, and Valentino is the little one. Um, and they're kind of the, the back of the van pops open, and there is a uh, uh, note taking. Okay, so uh, the back of the van pops open, and this uh, this woman with a nest of nest of chips, not hair. Um, pops her head out, and uh, she's like, what the hell took you guys so long? That's my fault, baby. I, you you waiting for us to talk? Yeah, I don't, I don't move as well <laughs> as I is. should, mama. Shouldn't they, shouldn't they answer her? So, uh, she's kind of looking at you. Who are you people? Um, I, I'm working for Esmeralda. Like- That's all you need to know. <laughs> I'm... I'm Esmeralda. You're working for me? How is uh, that possible? I tricked you into revealing your identity. <laughs> <laughs> the mastermind of the group. Valentino and uh, Mercury here are very close-mouthed about you. That even under extensive torture, they would not reveal your, what you look like. No, um, we, we came here to stop... Uh, Stop! I don't even. I don't know. We are like we are like minded. I I believe. Yeah, so we, baby, we, we, we got the same. Here. We got the same goals, Mama. You want to stop these planes from going in the air? We trying to stop these planes from going in the air. We decided to. Bet. Buddy, you are you are still fifty. Oh, all right. Well, I'm just, just, you know what? I'm gonna go watch the rest of the Star Trek episode. <laughs> just tell me when you need me. 
throw up some hand signals or whatever, and I'll come back. We gotta throw up the buddy white symbol. Yeah. It's like a shark mouth. I'm gonna go get some water then. Uh, I'll be back in a little while. <laughs> Okay, so you you guys are. Uh, <laughs> we yeah we, we we came here to uh, we came here because we heard about this this what's in these these canisters here quote unquote beer and we we came here to stop it also and so we just kind of teamed up with your boys right quick to get this over here but uh, like we was telling them uh, no offense but. You know, we've been we've been hustling around all town, re- re- undercover, uncovering all sorts of conspiracies here. And we, up till now, we didn't hear about you or your place in that. And we know this is bad news. We just got to make sure for ourselves that this does not harm the city. This is wherever this is going to go. Whatever you're going to do with it, you know, it is not going to just be right back to square one. She takes a second. She closes her eyes. She looks like she's, she, they're closed and she's quiet long enough that it's starting to make you think that she's maybe fallen asleep or something. And then she kind of opens her eyes. Vanessa. Dan. Johnny. Buddy? He'll be here. He's <clears throat> He'll be out of breath, but he'll be back. He'll be with us in a second. Yeah. So what's going on? How do you know my name? We are not of cross purposes. Uh, our tasks are aligning. Look, boys, um, make sure that the hounds don't follow us. Would you guys please get in the van? Yeah, we just got, can you, we got to wait for our buddy real quick, and then we'll go with you. Is there a free candy in your van? Because then I'll get in. <laughs> Uh, which which one of us figured out that they were werewolves? We uh, we noticed that uh, odd, odd uh, voodoo stuff going on with the way they're moving and stuff in packs and groups. I I don't know how to put this delicately, but I know that you know I noticed that your your fellas here have been uh, nervous about the uh, about the uh, moon. Are we in any danger from y'all? The, from from us? No. Yeah, I mean, no, okay. From them, they turn into wolves and eat people. Yes, we need to get the hell out of here. Oh, all right. yeah, yeah, I know that. Okay, sounds good. Get in the van. <laughs> you just washed the windows and made everything clear, baby. All right. All right, let's go. She looks like she has absolutely no like uh, subtlety about her as an individual. So you guys, you guys get in the van. Um, even Buddy's big ass can fit in the van. Uh, Uncalled for. That's what he says every time. He's got to get his big ass down. He's got to get his big ass up. He's got to get his big ass <laughs> something. It's one of my favorite things he says. Okay, fine. This for my own personal well-being. Wait for Bob to quit chewing so he can say, I get my big ass in the van, daddy. That's okay. He'll, he'll, he'll get his big ass out of the van at the end of the trip. Say it for me. Come on, Bobby. You can say it for me. It's too much. It's too much pressure now. You <laughs> said the biggest bite. I can't, I can't do it. I can't. I'll have to get my big ass out of the van. Peanut, 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 peanut okay. bread is hard to get out of the mouth when you start. So you guys, uh, you guys get into the, uh, you get into the van. Um, there's a, there's like all of these uh, weird little, uh, like knickknacks 
all around the van. They're like hanging from the rearview mirror. Um, it's like uh, you know various wooden carved icons of forgotten gods. Uh, there's there's rows of uh, teeth hanging from strips of leather. Um, can everybody see this, or is this just me again? Oh no, you guys, you guys can all see. We're all in the van. I'm, all all in the, I'm asking them, you know. Yeah. Oh, you say to the party. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I'm seeing what you're seeing, buddy. Yeah. There's some crazy things going on in this van, Daddy, but I ain't gonna say too much because I don't want to offend our hostess, if you will. Do I recognize in, in these various charms? Do I recognize anything I saw in my vision? Um, I mean, the green-eyed lady with the hair kind of looks familiar. Looks familiar like she's in the van? Yeah, like she's the one driving. Oh, oh the the one that looked like the Sphinx? Yes. She's driving the car, driving the van. Yep. But that's not Esmeralda. That is Esmeralda. That she's is Esmeralda. Yes. Yeah, green-eyed Es. Yeah, okay. I got you. Sunday, 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 at, at the Sabbath Rally Raceway, the Dark Pre 300, the Morta Clan, fielding three racers, including the current World Rally Champion, Mateo Morta, against five of the Kaga Clan's best drivers. Three unaffiliated racers will be entering the race in hopes of winning a spot in the Honduras Classic. The races start at 1 p.m. Bring a canned food item for the Tortoise Sanctuary and get $2 off your ticket. The top prize, 20 grand. That's a lot of money here in the 70s. Sunday, 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 the Sabbath Rally Raceway, the Dark Pre 300. We'll sell you the whole seat, but you'll only need the, uh, ticket from Dan Mayhem Mayhew. And free hot dogs for the kids. So uh, she's she's driving. She's kind of looking at you guys to the rearview mirror. Uh, so she says, so "Wait a minute, the man out of time, the man almost out of time, the Valkyrie of Alvar- Avarice, and <laughs> the broken idol." You're the Valkyrie of Avarice. Seems like everything's coming together. <laughs> and so she starts driving. Uh, the stuff in the containers. We think it was put there. By Eben Vaz. Um, he's calling himself the Houndmaster now. He left our family a year or so back uh, to take a job working for Rebecca Talbot and her black dogs, as she calls them, uh, over at the Dockworks. Uh, she she's put leashes on a bunch of gangs in Seaside City, but Eben and his hounds are the worst by far that we've encountered. Uh, they want to get everyone hooked on the stuff that they're pushing and the it's going to make everybody sick. The Kasuda folks, they're, they're bringing it in with the, their shipments of parts. Uh, the dock work is breaking it down. The gang boss is distributing to the goons. The goons are selling it to anyone who's trying to get a quick fix or forget about whatever tr- is troubling them. And this wasn't, uh, this wasn't happening fast enough for them, so they decided to spread it. I don't know. I don't know what has interrupted them or what's caused them to move up their timetable. What's causing all this ruckus? But uh, you know, whatever whatever it is, has caused them to to be scared enough that they've decided to uh, 
to kind of get a little bit more active. Mm. Um, you know, some troubles. <laughs> All I know is that what's in these canisters, uh, we know how to destroy it. Um, but what this complicated process? Uh, actually, not really. Um, what this stuff does, it 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 brings out the worst in people. It's a it's a blend of. Buddy, I think could you take a Tums? Indigestion. It's a blend of one too many corn dogs. Yeah, one too many. Old world knowledge and, and new world blasphemy. It, it, it brings out things and people that they can't keep buried. It, it's in the case of my people, it brings out something that we've worked generations to learn how to lock up. Now, what what do you mean, your people, Mama? If you don't mind my asking a question, to my 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 family, my bloodline, my kin. Um, like I said, Eben is related to us, but we have the shifting sickness under control. Uh, oh, all right. So they 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 did too, but then when they broke off from you, they they like embraced their bestial side. Essentially, yes. Mm-hmm. So, something big is going on. Something crazy that involves a lot of the worst people in Seaside City. I mean, the Kazudas, the Hounds, the dock workers. Some Russian gangster just showed up and started bankrolling the whole thing, and we have no idea why. Right. We met him. Um, let me throw another piece of the puzzle in here and see if it makes any sense to you. We were originally hired by a man named Bo Mafune, um, whose uh, church had a pair of very powerful pair of swords that were stolen, and he was trying to recover them. And these swords, um, they they ain't ordinary swords, and they they had this uh, they they came from uh, space. Uh, a little embarrassing to say out loud, but they came like in a meteorite. They were like made from meteorite, and. Uh, we were led to believe that maybe they had some kind of uh, connection with his drug, like maybe uh, the power of the swords could uh, do something even worse to the people who took this drug or were exposed to this drug, something to do with um, bringing people back from the dead, maybe. Mm-hmm. What? To make corn dogs for breakfast, buddy. Uh, is it all right with everybody if I open up the back door and throw him out? <laughs> so show of hands wait a minute let me let me get this straight swords like like, like this uh, one and I pull out the other one and this uh, one and, <laughs> and so Vanessa holds up the umbrella and grabs the handle and pulls the fucking sword out of the umbrella that's really like, and then she like flips the fucking umbrella around and opens it She's like, like a sword like cane a but, uh, in, a, in a moving van full of people you can open an umbrella and whip a sword so, around. It only gets Seven years of bad luck. So hey, watch my mullet, man. Cut that mullet with your sword, they, please. We're 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 catering service. We we work out of Old Town. Um, so what's gonna? They Talbot tried to hire us. For this this Russian guy, we never met him. We didn't take a contract. We don't we don't listen to her. Boris, is that his name? Well, real, sort of. Real, real funny looking dude. Kind of smells like onions. Got big bug eyes. Kind of creepy looking. We've yeah. never we've never seen him or talked to him. All we know is that they were trying to hire us to cater uh, a private event 
at the Kendrazi um, that's over at the Azeroth Rally Raceway uh, for some rich guy named Jeff Maximus. Uh, let me get a brains roll from Buddy uh, and that would, Dan, of course. And uh, yeah, this is going to fall into Johnny's sway, too. There's a 10. What? I, I don't know anything about anything right now. Man. Whoops. Yeah. Jesus. Well, no, plus I did. 12. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah. how is that number I, even I possible? Whoops. I got an 8. I got a 10, mama. Okay. Um, that, that... I felt left out. <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. Yeah, so, so Jeff, roll, can I roll something else too? Uh, give them a third degree to make sure that they're telling me the truth and whatnot, and try to get some more. Uh, see what's going on over here. For real. I mean, yeah. Sure. Does that involve harassing them? No, not at all. Okay. He Ten just cups, cups his hand around his ear and listens really <laughs> intently. Um, Jeff Maximus is a tech guru who races for fun. He doesn't really care if he wins the races. Most of the time, he doesn't. It's more like a, a rich guy who has enough money to spend on, uh, on, on being able to just be in the race and feel the team. And he buys the best everything, but he doesn't really have any skill. Um, he also doesn't seem to really like danger. So when he gets on the track, he just kind of drives as fast as somebody would drive on the highway. Uh, but he always has like the best stuff. But he's more known for, uh, having a large technology conglomerate. Um, and, uh, you know, so he's always funding uh, different kinds of events, different kinds of shows, different kinds of rallies. Um, so he can kind of just show up and show off and feel like he's part of the part of the group, even though he's not really a racer of any kind of renown. He's just known because he has that much money. So Maximus, he, Maximus Industries. Yep. Tony, Tony Stark, I mean, Maximus Industries. Pretty much. So, turns out to be a secret Bond villain. They kind of, kind of reminds me of that, that episode of The Simpsons. Yeah, well, Hank, Hank Scorpio. Hank Scorpio, yeah. yeah. Hank, Hank Scorpio, yeah. Um, so they they hired him to. Uh, they were gonna. They were trying to hire these guys to cater the event, and they were like, "Nah, we don't want anything to do with you guys." When, so how, how did you go from how did you go from not catering the event to knowing about this drug and that you? Decided you needed to involve, get in, intervene, and and get rid of this stuff. I saw it. I saw it in a vision. Yeah, I'm gonna outwardly scoff at that. You know, like, hey guys, vision. That's pretty funny. I live on planet Earth, and then meanwhile, I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, oh damn. <laughs> Visions, yeah. You meant a vision, Mama, like you saw it in your mind's eye, if you will. Uh... Yes, I did. I saw it in a vision. Apparently, um, you know, after they came to us and tried to get us to cater this event for this Maximus guy, um, they wanted us to make all of our dishes sword themed because apparently he collects swords. Uh, I don't know why somebody would collect the damn things. You've got one that's good enough, then you don't need more. But apparently they were, you know, hitting up every restaurant in town trying to get them to, uh, to make sword themed meals and sword themed ice sculptures and, just really trying to cater to this guy. Oh man, we 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 ran into some uh, mercenaries or employees of Mister Maximus. Yeah, they they were real fun. Let me ask you a question. Uh, I never caught your name, ma'am. Uh, what do you like people to call you? This is Esmeralda here. Esmeralda. 
Well, it's, I, I'm Buddy White. It's a pleasure to meet you, Esmeralda. Uh, when was this event that they wanted you to cater? Maybe we can go there and uh, scope the place out and get some uh, 411 on all these participants that are taking place for this this terrible uh, conglomerate of evil. Well, the Krandrazi Pre is at the Azeroth Rally Raceway, um, and it's going to be in two weeks. And only the people who qualify... Uh, are going to be able to move on to the Hondura Classic. Well, Dan, it looks like you're going to have yourself a date in two weeks, Mama. How how fast do you think they can make this stuff? And we 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 took this stuff. We're going to destroy this stuff. But um, do we need to go down the docks and you know do a little, do a little raid? And I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much of the stuff they can make or how quickly. I know that it originally started only being distributed by hand by some of these goons in a few neighborhoods and the people that you know they were giving it to they would just get really sick really weird really violent uh, or really sad or they'd get really excited really virile um whatever they were you know they were hiding would basically come out into the open um after that you know people started almost getting a kick for it uh they started moving into more neighborhoods with it this is the biggest collection of it that we've seen we can destroy it but i don't know how quick it's going to take them to do turnaround um it, uh, it, yeah. any, any of your people uh fighters yeah we all yeah. Are. oh okay you got, you got any idea where they're making this stuff mama it's got to be down in the dock work yeah i mean I, I, at, at least i think they bring in the raw materials there at the docks and then maybe they uh process it there well i got some uh, well, hang on hang on i got some paperwork from the funny man with a mask who was doing all the cooking you understand? He gave me some paperwork about them crabs that was coming in. Maybe I can take a look at that and see if uh, one of them shipments is coming in, baby. I wonder if uh, they would have anybody who could take care of those big bags of reefer you saw too, buddy. That's right, Jack. I mean, that's what that's what becomes this. So I, I just wondered maybe if we need to uh, we need to go down the docks and shut this Talbot down. I think that's what we're going to have to do, baby. Mm, seems like. I mean, would we would, would we be able to work with you on that? Because there are just the four of us, plus, could, plus various contacts we make up on the spot. We could probably do enough to distract the hounds and uh, keep you guys, you know, give give you at least a window to get into the dock works. But a big group trying to run around all those shipping containers and you know, it's a it's a maze in there. I don't know if we could we could yeah. find our way in there. Okay, maybe just like maybe a couple of your best fighters come on in there with us in case we get into a, a scuffle. Know, yeah, we could probably fight. make that happen. All right, sounds good. And then uh, a little quietly, you know, so not not really so the group can hear. I want to uh, tell Esmeralda maybe if uh, after this is all over, if we get a spare moment, I, I would really like to talk to her about some of these visions. As she says she has. I, I may, I may or may not have also experienced that. She kind of looks at you with a look of understanding and just kind of nods, but doesn't say anything because, like, you seem to be using discretion, so she is as well. Hmm. All right. All right, so Mama. We're gonna take this back to our place and dispose of it. Are you guys fine with that? I am. As long as you get rid of it. Well, I would like maybe get a little look at your operation, if you will, in case we come in contact with this stuff out in the field. We would know how to destroy it as well. 
Can we maybe uh, can we maybe get a way to contact you? Of course. Um, <clears throat> I, I say we es- I say we escort you guys back to your plane. Well, why don't I drop you off at your car and then you guys can follow us? Would that work? Yeah, okay. I was I was thinking, how am I going to get my car? So that would be perfect. Is your call going to run, baby? Uh, I thought you, I thought your call was in dire streets. We we stop saying that. <laughs> I'm just all, saying that la- all that last episode, you were practically begging for my car to be blowing up into a fiery ball. Like, you jumped over a parking lot and into a movie studio, baby, on two wheels, baby. I, yeah, know, I was after there. Running, I was after the running the car into a mountain jack, I don't know how much longer this vehicle's going to be uh, up and running. You're like, is the car upside down? And Anton's like, no, no, it's fine. And you're like, ten minutes later, this car is upside down, right? I'm not <laughs> sure if it's upside down or not. Well, Red did kind of crawl up onto it, a it mountain. Is, it, it is not upside down. We, we, we already drove it Several more miles, jumped over like we jumped, if my memory serves. If my memory serves me correctly, we jumped. Yeah, you helped me repair it. A fast food chain, I know a, a party pushing. for that fast food chain, a movie premiere, and a, a movie theater gate. So Look, I mean, that's a big jump, baby. Nobody, nobody has more respect for people the elderly and me. I know you've been punched in the head a few times. Ain't nobody elderly around here, Jack, and if you want to continue to... That's one of the signs of being elderly. Buddy White, I'll get my big ass out of this car and I'll show you elderly, baby. Oh, he's going to get your big ass out of the car. I'll give you a couple of these knuckle sandwiches. I'll hit you with so many lifts you'll be begging me for all right, Daddy. So you better watch your tone with me, Dan. Oh, you'll be seeing all kinds of visions, baby. Visions of me kicking your scrawny ass up and down this block. Let me hand your... Hand you your cane. cane. I don't want you to fall over. When you're I'm, sitting, I'm sitting down, baby. I ain't, it ain't worth <laughs> you. Ain't worth me standing up on my feet. For you. <laughs> you so she, me uh, up. <laughs> she gets uh she gets the you guys back in the car. Oh, she pulls around the all the festivities from earlier over. So it's kind of like a ghost. Dude, that means you don't have to jump over nothing this time, baby. We can oh, get, no, we I'm still jumping that. Oh, I gotta leave in style, man. So, uh, I'm awake you know, up my family yelling at you like this, baby. <laughs> she, she pulls up to the gate, and then one of the security guys looks at her and she goes, Oh, catering, I forgot to pick up something. Uh, and they push the button, and the gate doors open. She drives in. Hey, Beaumont. Pull, pulls around the car. It's actually not him. He doesn't work the night shift. That's a um, he, he got fired. He <laughs> got him fired. Pulls around the corner. Uh, you guys can see the car just kind of parked on the lawn. <laughs> and, uh, She's like, well, I believe that belongs to you guys. Yeah, it's my baby. So you're gonna follow me? Um, yeah, I got a little weird. I got a weird thing though. I may occasionally try to drive in front of you, even though I'm following you. I, I apologize for that in advance. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> she just kind of goes, "All right." I just have a natural instinct to pass people. As everybody's, uh, as everybody's getting out of the car, she goes, uh, "Dan." What's been done to you, I would not wish on anyone, good or evil. But there's a small chance you'll survive it. And if you want to survive it, uh, you know, when we're done with all of this craziness, you come back to the boardwalk, you know, and we'll uh, we'll try to figure out how to maybe get this uh, this harm off of you. Yeah, I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> she just uh. She goes, come on, follow me, and closes the door to the van. 
Do you do you have a bow that shoots flame and arrows? <laughs> she can't hear you. Doors closed. Oh yeah, I can't hear anybody through doors either. Yeah. Amazing the those soundproof those doors. That door technology. Yeah, that soundproof door technology of the seventies. Ten, ten foot wide lead doors on this van. Yeah, man, like this large. <laughs> so you guys go get back in the car. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah. Right. I tried driving it from outside one time. It didn't work very well. <laughs> Again, the car, and we will follow them. All right. So you guys are uh, you guys are following them. Yeah. Make your way through some back streets. Um, it's it's a fairly easy night in Seaside City. Moon's high. Um, I put my hand out and I do the little waves. You know, like right the, over and over and under the air currents. Yeah. Is it a full moon? It is. It is. Um, you pull into the boardwalk area. It's like a carny kind of setup. You see the Ferris wheel. You see the swings. There's a you know there's the main way with all the games and stuff. Deadway. What? Midway. Is it called the Deadway? Midway. 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 I thought it was called a main way. I'm sorry. Um, you see the Midway with all the games and stuff. Um, um, so you see that, uh, and you, you know, she pulls you back to, uh, van drives back into an area. It looks like a lot of wooden structures, old wooden houses and stuff that have been built down this way. There's a, a really nice long pier. And, uh, she gets out and, uh, you see a sign and it says, uh, the, the pirates of North Island. And, uh, it's a nautical theme, baby. I like that. Yeah. She kind of walks in the door, and uh, a couple of dudes come out, and they start unloading the van. Uh, what do you guys do? You follow her into the building, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah, yeah baby. And uh, so you guys follow her inside the building. It's, everything's wooden. Everything is, as you said, nautical-themed. Actually, uh, Buddy's friend, the captain, is there. Oh, what's up, uh, Captain? How are you doing, baby? Good to see you again, Captain. Nice, nice callback. No, not at all. The captain is not aware of, but he is there because they need his alchemic expertise uh, and his his knowledge of plant life. Uh, so he. Oh, you, you didn't trust us enough to mention this little connection, Captain. I didn't know until I'm, after you I'm guys had left, Captain. How long have we been friends, baby? We've been friends for years and more years, many years I can remember, baby. And uh, you didn't feel free to mention that you hung out with uh, such interesting people, baby. And uh, so she's like, uh, you mix ash, uh, and uh, you mix a little bit of uh, this water, uh, pure spring water, put it together and put it into these chemicals, and it dilutes them enough so that they will not go airborne. And then once that's done, you simply burn it. And that's how we've been uh, nullifying the property of this uh, of these herbs. You, you burn it far away from these wood houses, right? Right. We burn it on the beach in bonfires. So do you, do you think they're... How aware How aware of you are there? I mean, you, these people that uh, used to be part of your pack, they're, they're actually uh, being hired out now, working for them, right? So, I mean, they know where you are here. No, I don't... I mean, they, they haven't seemed to... Uh, they haven't seemed to really come back around ever since they got hired out it's like they don't they don't even notice we're here i mean I, I can't really think of anything that would bring them back this way i think we've managed to remain fairly inconspicuous well i would just recommend that you be on a little be on the alert now because you know 
we, we just put a, a big wrench in their plans, uh, stop them from, from taking that up, which they seemed a little bit borderline desperate to do in the first place. That's right, they, Daddy. And I, I just, uh, you know, given the connection between you and your ex-pack mates, uh, I would just be careful. Well, I mean, we're always careful. And then as she says that, oh, shaft, for God's sake. shaft of moonlight comes through the, uh, the glass window. Oh, okay. Plays across the floor, and all of you hear in crystal clarity the sound of a wolf bang, and then another one, and uh, then three or four more. In the in the no no outside from outside. outside. Okay. Yeah, I was wondering that. And she point. she looks and goes shit, and go. everybody inside start pulling guns. And we'll see you next time on Heavy Gigs in Seaside City. Oh, werewolves in city. <laughs> that was good, baby. That was a lot of fun. That needs to be the end of the show. <laughs> okay. Take that part out and put it at the end of the episode. Who okay. wrote this shit? That makes me happy. All right. Um. <laughs>